0: The Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today, it's a very special day in dude history, Dave. Mm -hmm. It's our 100th episode. How about that? Wow. Um, And we're going to celebrate by doing 1974's The Godfather Part 2 directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I stayed in the 70s and watched uh, The King of Marvin Gardens.
1: Okay. Um, Really, really, really cool movie from 1972, I believe. I've missed that one. Is that a... A chess movie? It's not a chess movie. Okay. <laughs> no. No, 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 I'm thinking of the Fisher King. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking of Searching for Bobby Fisher, maybe. Yes, whatever. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah. It's Jack Nicholson and Bruce Dern and Ellen Burstyn. Okay, uh, it was a movie with uh, from uh, Bob Rafelson, and it's it's just a it's a it's a cool movie about like these two guys who are trying to uh, like get a, a, a business going, and they're, they're brothers, and uh, there's a lot of conflict there, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's great actors and a great script, and it's a lot of fun. It sounds like a really simple. Uh, movie mm-hmm. and
0: you get good performances out of those a lot of times absolutely i stayed in the 70s myself cool i watched the french connection which oh. i had never seen before man yeah good lord that movie's awesome yeah fantastic 1971 movie. william friedkin directing this and wow it's it is some intense thrilling stuff yep and that ending to the movie just it's like haunting me mm-hmm. i can't <laughs> you can't stop thinking about it. Yes. And I mean everybody knows the car chase, but the whole movie is is great. I know. The car chase is, like, justifiably lauded for
1: how great it is. Yeah. But you're right about the ending, and just overall in general, I mean, like, throughout the whole thing, what, what it says about, like, criminals and their relationship to cops. I mean, it's, it's yeah. it was really up to date in 1971, and when you watch it now, it's like, it hasn't aged a day.
0: Exactly. And you know what? Going back to last week, mm-hmm. pair this with Serpico oh, and do man. a double feature, folks. Yep. Do that. That's a Do that's this, a then Serpico. Evening. Yeah. Oh, God, I'd love yeah. it. Get some
1: food and just,
0: yeah, <laughs> have yeah, a head dude. yourself. God. Get a slice. Yes. Oh. So uh, we asked everybody out there what they've been watching. And on Facebook, Tony gave us a lot of responses here. Let me uh, fire them off here. Okay. Uh, BVS, Dawn of Justice, Godfather 1 and 2. Hey, mm-hmm. preparing for this one. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, Wonder Woman, Goodfellas, The Friday Trilogy, Goodwill Hunting, Ghostbusters, The Originals, Insidious, Once Upon a Time in America, Coming to America, The Big Lebowski, and The Dark Knight. So this guy... Had a busy week. Yeah, he. he or, was... or maybe this is last month. I don't know, but this is some <sighs> a lot of quality in here.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and and I, I was impressed that you would just give us the entire list of everything <laughs> you've seen in
0: the last week, Tony. That, that that that's fine work, really. It's pretty awesome. And <laughs> uh, also, David said The Wire, which is your favorite television show of all time. Still, I, yes, it, okay. it, it it
1: has not been dethroned. And when I saw that on there, I had to acknowledge it because I mean, yeah, The Wire is something everyone. It should be on high school curriculum. You know, yeah, really. It it, it no, no, Nothing says more about nothing says more value about America than the wire. So yeah,
0: awesome. So last week's question of the week, Dave, <laughs> uh-huh. was what's your favorite movie with an overly long title? We got a couple <laughs> responses here uh-huh. on Twitter. Uh, our buddy Charlie there at Charles Street, I think that's his Twitter handle. Sorry if I messed it up. But Doctor Strange, love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, mm-hmm. classic. Um, that's what Tony on Facebook also said, Yeah, but he hadn't watched it recently. <laughs> and Dan on Facebook said, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I loved this movie growing up. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. I haven't seen it in ages, but I thought it was hilarious back
1: then. I think that it, whether it was any good or not or whether it holds up or not, I do blame it for the stuff that happened in the mid-aughts with like a uh, date movie and the epic scary movie, movie. Yeah, and, and
0: all, all the ones post-scary movies. Yes, yeah. exactly. This is the precursor to Scary Movie, the Waynes Brothers yes. making a spoof on a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it being good, but I haven't seen it in ages, so who knows? Well, I remember Scary Movie being good,
1: and I haven't seen it in ages. So, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, m- m- maybe it doesn't uh, age too well, but but I, I, I just... I. As, as much as I as much as I enjoyed scary movie, I I, I can't help but like hate all that crap where they make fun of Twilight and stuff like that and stuff that just came out two weeks ago. You don't need a movie to make fun of Twilight. We already got Twilight. I, Twilight already exists. Yeah, you just I make mean, fun I, of I know uh, you're just rewarding people <laughs> for getting references to stuff that's currently out. Uh, I hate it.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about. A movie that is far superior mm-hmm. than the scary movie sequels, The Godfather Part Two. Dave, our one hundredth episode. Yeah, give everyone a synopsis. Oh, you got it. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> well, just 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 like when we did The Godfather, saying like fifty something weeks ago, um, like the 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 of course the. It's it's a it's a dude trope now. the The plot of Godfather Two is it's Godfather Two. If right, <laughs> I, I I think that if you're listening to our show, you you, you probably have seen Godfather Two. You've probably seen the whole trilogy. You can probably go along with it. You know, like like we do. You can talk about this exact same conversation that we're gonna have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it, it it's it's a milestone in American and world cinema. Right, and a lot of people over the years have have grown to appreciate it more than the original film Mm -hmm. um like i mean i think it was on sight and it it made a sight and sound top 10 poll um i i can't remember when it was but i mean like sight and sound they 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 do their it's it's a critical aggregate that uh, Mm -hmm. like has and and whatever's in that top 10 is the top 10 films of all time right um and godfather 2 was in it i mean it's it's and they're not wrong. Godfather Two
0: is awesome. it's It's a great, great movie. It's pretty good. We said on our Godfather episode, like these two movies, they're one story. They're yes. like one thing, mm-hmm. really. The third one's kind of tacked on, yeah. as like, let's see what's happening now. right. But like based on the book, even, these two movies are in the one book.
1: You're right. Yeah. Um, stuff from Godfather Two is is within that was is within that book, and it's it's stuff that they just didn't get to put in the first movie, right. Um, and and I, I, I really love that. I, I love the format of flashing back, you know, between of, – of going between Vito and Michael. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, it, it couldn't be better. Seeing young Vito mm-hmm. become the Don yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And I, I really love when you see, like, what happened to him. When he's a child, yes. over in Sicily, yes, his his mother is murdered in front of his eyes, and he just has to flee. And he comes to Ellis Island, and they they don't know who he is, and they give him. They don't listen to him. Right, he tells him his name, and he's from Sicily, so or Corleone. He's from Corleone, so, so he just names him Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that little detail. Like yeah. it's like all right, so here's the beginning. Right. The Godfather begins. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's and
1: and you, you, when you when you see him like 9 year old Vito in that room he's been quarantined cuz he has yeah. uh, he's sick i think um, he has smallpox smallpox yes and he starts like humming and it's just he's just a little kid mm-hmm. and he's looking out the window and he sees the statue of liberty and w- we we know because we've seen part 3 like how mm-hmm. how fabulously wealthy the Corleones become. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Michael, you know, is is he's a billionaire by the by the end of you know the, yeah. the action of the trilogy. And and even even in these first two movies, they're rich. They're, they're filthy yeah. rich. They own. I mean, like they they they've taken over Las Vegas completely. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, and. um to see that th- yeah. where they come from yeah. nothing you he, know? he he was riding a mule in sicily being spirited away hiding like, from know, the local yeah. chieftain right like and and he only got out um through the help of others i mean people who were just sympathetic to this kid which is important absolutely because
0: that's what don vito was about yeah he he helped people who deserved help that's right and he he wasn't uh, he didn't do charity for people no like he it was a little you know, rub my back, I'll rub yours, <laughs> yes, but he's still like he could tell when someone needs something and is genuine about it, yeah, and not just trying to get something for themselves because they're selfish
1: and I think that when people are truly just like currying favor from him, like you said, yeah, and, and maybe they don't they aren't as in need as others mm-hmm. um, that that's when he turns that's when he becomes a criminal, right like that's yeah. when he yeah. like his criminality starts to starts to kind of seep out, yeah, um but when someone like the old lady really needs a place to stay,
0: Vito's not messing around. Yeah, and then that is really funny, because the guy doesn't know who he's talking to, and Vito doesn't tell him. No, Vito, Vito doesn't say i a You know who yeah. you're talking to? Yeah, yeah. He's like, alright, just remember this. You know? <laughs> and then he comes and of course, and he's groveling at his feet, saying yeah. oh, I didn't, no, I'm sorry, right, Vito. Right. You know <laughs> and He's like, she can stay, and I'll knock $5 off, and he just stares at him. He's like, $10, $10 <laughs> And the dog stays, you know, of
1: course. So. Of course. And and at the end of the of the deal there, he just you know, Vito just goes, Grazie, grazie. Yes. you know, like like it he didn't need to lay out his terms at all. Right. He just I'm just gonna sit here and stare at you until you say <laughs> the price that I want you to and, say. And then he can't get the door
0: open. <laughs> Frankie Carbone has <laughs> That's right. He's Young Frankie Carbone. <laughs> <laughs> What's his character in this movie? Janko Abandando.
1: Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. He's uh the the the, the titular Jenko. Um Jenko
0: Jeans, yeah. he's founder. Okay, yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Fido Corleone's company, Jenko <laughs> Jeans. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't prepared yeah, for that Yeah, oh, yeah. Insane Clown Posse is
0: his favorite band.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh. oh man. Yeah, um but yeah, um and like is is that why the
0: um the the olive oil company is Jenko? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't yep. know that
1: because because uh, Jenko is Vito's consigliere. All right, makes sense. Yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all connected that way. And and you know like I when I when I first when I first saw Godfather Two, um, I hadn't seen Goodfellas. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I had. Oh, so. you had. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm watching it, and I'm just a kid watching it. And then then as as, as the years went on, and I saw Godfather two more and more, it didn't mean anything to me that like Frank Silvero was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I saw Godfather, yeah, then when I saw Goodfellas, it still didn't quite um, like you know compute until I saw uh-huh. Godfather two again, and I was like, my God, this guy is everywhere, <laughs> and <you> know, <laughs> it's that hair. Yeah, and that that unmistakable hairdo. <laughs> um, the, yeah, it just can't be beat. <laughs> It's good stuff. It is. Um, now, uh, I, it'll probably be obvious from our conversation that, that 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 this is the movie that I prefer. Okay. Um, over over in the whole trilogy. Okay. It's like two, one, and then three for me. Okay. Um, and and like th- this one, even though it, it took me longer to appreciate it, because when I first saw the Godfather, the the first one, I watched it over and over again, and then I didn't see like Godfather two until I was you know like out of high school. Okay. Um, but when I did see it. I didn't like digest it the way I did the first one, but as I got older and sort of watching it more and more, I just like came to appreciate it so much because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's not only a great film, but it's so much of its time and also timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you can you can put it against all the great cinema of the 70s and today uh, from yeah. all over the world. Yeah, you um, really could. And when a movie's over, over 3 hours long and it flies by like it does, I mean, mm-hmm. not only is it a great story, but you're not even thinking about where you know, like how long this is taking because you're so wrapped up, not only in the story, but in you feel like you're a member of this family. Yeah, like you know these people so well; they've
0: been so well developed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think also being so familiar with the original movie mm-hmm. helps a lot. Yes. because like we said, they're kind of a, a two piece package almost. Yeah, of course. Um, personally, I like the first one better. Do you? Yeah, I love this one, mm-hmm. but I. First, I think it's because of Brando. Yeah, I love his performance yeah. in the first movie. I, I I don't know what it is about it, but it's just so he, dude. Uh, it's the way the way he does that character, I just love it. Yeah, but um, I really love the dual storylines in this a lot. Yes, in the second one, seeing the beginning of Don Vito, but then also how it kind of currently relates to Michael. Like they they do a lot of the cutting between the two timelines uh, when young Don Vito is holding one of his sons, like mm-hmm. he's holding Michael or something, then it fades to current Michael. Like yes. they do a lot of that juxtaposition <clears throat> there and it mm-hmm. it's so awesomely edited. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> because like the themes of the scene before just carries into the current times of what's happening then. Sure. When Don Vito kill well he's not Don yet. Right. But when he kills uh Chicho or whoever what's his name? Uh you mean the guy in Brooklyn The local Fenucci? Fanucci. Yeah when he yeah, kills Fenucci. And then just goes back to his stoop and then holds young Michael. Like, all the kids are there or whatever, Uh but the one he holds is first is Michael. Yeah. You know, and then it just fades into Michael doing his current, you know, taking care of business stuff. (laughs) It's beautiful. I know. Yeah. Like, Fredo's there with pneumonia and, (laughs) you know, Sonny's probably hitting someone with a stick. I don't know. (laughs) But they're all there and it's beautiful. The beautiful. editing is wonderful. I I agree. Um and
1: if you think w- what kind of effort it would have taken to not only um like just just physically edit it but then to 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 know like you said um when to put things where. I mean, yeah. like, like are are the two characters facing similar conflicts at this part of the movie? Mm-hmm. Um and and can you make this kind of like connect to the next thing? Mm-hmm. And it, and if you think about how it it doesn't even necessarily have to be that way. If if we're just wanting to be if we're if the movie is wanting to tell us Vito's previous story, they, they really wouldn't need to no. um, have it be uh, so interconnected the way it is, but it does. yeah it actually they, they actually did do it for us mm-hmm. um, so that we would have this kind of seamless story
0: Yeah and I think that like the scene I just described also that edit, it really plays into one of the main themes about you know having your son control the family and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And you know Michael's very concerned that Kay is going to have a boy. Yes, to almost the point where he wouldn't even have interest in a child if right. it's not a boy. That's right, and and that just continues with you know this editing and everything he says to Kay and the, everything everything he does to her <laughs> is you better make sure my son comes into this world, man, but <laughs> she doesn't. So yeah, that's right. Um, can, and
1: I guess can we talk about Kay for a minute? Yeah. Um, this is Diane
0: Keaton's character, everybody.
1: Yeah, I I, I would like to say that it took me a long, like, because I was so, you know, like, enthralled by mafia stuff, uh-huh. it took me a long time to really appreciate that part of the story. You know, wh- oh, like the, the, and, the wife's side? Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But now, like, as a, as a more much, matu- a, a slightly more mature person, mm-hmm. I can really appreciate what Kay, like, both means to the story and her character being able to, like, the only way she could injure Michael is to do what she did. Right. You know, like, yeah. cause, cause he's too powerful otherwise, you know, in life for, for her, for her to inflict any, I mean, it, not that she's like mal, uh, maliciously inflicting damage on him, right. but the only way that she could ever get to him would be to do this thing, which was she, she, she says that she, Michael's told that she miscarried. Yeah. She had the, uh, she had an abortion. She yeah. aborted his child because she did not want to bring another one of his kids into the
0: world. Right. Because he's evil. And that's the like you that is the only thing that would harm this man. That's right. Not even the machine gun fire no, into his bedroom that's right. harms this man. Exactly. He can escape death. Yeah. But by saying I killed your unborn son wow. on purpose cuts him like nothing else. It does. That's right. Yeah. So her point of view on this is, man, you definitely <laughs> like I but yeah, you you can really appreciate it being course, older man. and yeah. more wiser. Yeah. And God the only way to hurt him is take his children. Yep. And
1: yeah, then to yeah, leave him,
0: too. Yeah. She leaves him, which I think he could care less about Yeah, her leaving him. Sure. But when she says, I'm taking the children, he says, you won't take my children. That's right. That's right. And she doesn't because he's going to keep her locked up in lawyers and, it, you know, and it turns out he keeps the children at the compound. She's gone, and she's secretly sneaking here to see the kids. You know, Connie's letting her in, right? You know, and when she gets caught sneaking in to see the children, and Michael just like slams that door in her face, man. It's like you son of a bitch, man. What are you doing? With
1: just dead eyes.
0: Michael, I mean, ugh. yeah, the the, the mother you of really your children. You really hate Michael, right? It, because and he's our protagonist, but you, he's unlikable. He
1: is completely because he he he's let he's let the, all of this. Um, just snowball in into like just totally consuming his personality. What what whatever whatever like good was in him is completely laid waste mm-hmm. um, because he he's so obsessed with power, um, <clears throat> and he he's constantly talking about how, you know, he was he's being strong for the family, you know, like mm-hmm. like Pop was. Yeah, he even talks to his mother about it, um, and he has gone so far beyond what Vito. Uh, would ever have done like the whole thing like Vito did some terrible things right he was a criminal he, he murdered people mm-hmm. um, but in the end he never treated his family this way no um, and and Michael is doing it in that insidious way where he's not like physically harming them or even verbally abusing anyone he's just ignoring them and and like assuming that because they have all this stuff that they're doing okay yeah you know uh, a typical like rich guy parenting method, you know. Hey, my, my, my kids, my kids have food and they have cars and they have nice clothes and a great mm-hmm. house. You know, I, I've
0: done every, I've done all I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and he he's oblivious to all of their feelings. Yeah, which that's is right. ter- even even Fredo too. You know, because yep, Fredo feels like he's not treated fairly. Yeah, which he's not. No, maybe he's not as good at this kind of stuff as everyone else, and uh-huh. maybe he runs his mouth. You know, <laughs> but he still has feelings. Yes, he does. So um, Michael treats him like shit. Can we talk about Fredo? We got to.
1: Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I, I know we've we've wanted to talk about Fredo for a hundred weeks, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we've talked about it off air, you know, for five years actually, even before any of this started. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean, John Cazale, everybody, he is. Uh, he 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 was in five motion pictures in his career. All five were nominated for best picture. Yep, this is one of them. This is his most famous role. He makes it into part two as Fredo Corleone, the, uh, the, the middle brother. Um, Santino was the oldest, Fredo was number two, mm-hmm. and then Michael. And as we know, Michael became head of the family over Fredo. Yep. Uh, because that's what Pop wanted. Yeah. Um, and Pop had his reasons. I mean, v- Vito knew that, that, like, you know, he, he obviously saw that Michael was very special and was, and was born to be a leader, mm-hmm. but he also knew that Fredo couldn't do it. Right. And Fredo feels um, like we we don't know that Fredo feels bad about it until this movie when we we find out that he's not only not as we, we we were told that he was dumb we were told that he couldn't handle anything and we know now that he does have skills and he 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 actually is not only um, a capable man but he's got the best heart of any of the Corleones.
0: Yeah, I think I said this on our Godfather one episode that he was born into the wrong family. Like, yeah. He yeah. doesn't fit with, uh, like, he can't follow through on these violent, horrible things. True. Uh, maybe he can, but we don't see that. Right. And he he seems oblivious to his surroundings in ways. Like, he, there's this scene when he brings that $2 million in cash into the room with Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's another dude standing in the room, and he just starts talking about the money and open the suitcase. And then he, he looks over at this guy right when he opens the suitcase, like, oh, who's this guy? Uh-huh and then Michael said I think Michael says don't worry he's with me or whatever. Yeah. But he just he just opens it like all yeah. right let's I'll just assume everything's okay here. <laughs> right. You know that kind of haphazard meant like way way of dealing with stuff yeah isn't the way the family needs to be run. Right. Because someone's going to take advantage of them like they do mm-hmm. in this movie. <laughs> yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> the whole the whole thrust of Fredo's character is that there's an assassination attempt on Michael's on Michael early in the film and through Michael's detective work he finds out yeah, Fredo was behind it technically. Right. But um, he didn't know it was going to be a hit, he Mike. He didn't know it was going to be a hit, Mike. Yeah. Um cuz there were there were other enemies involved who manipulated Fredo into, you know, doing into like I guess doing what he did. And yeah. um Fredo just was trying to carve out a niche for himself that he could be proud of instead of what uh, the corleones have done with him which is to uh like let him run houses yeah um and uh like take entertain clients um mm-hmm.
0: like that that's what fredo is used for he's the entertainment he is you know? he's
1: he's a jester
0: yeah you know well, perfectly put yeah he's the jester of the right. family it's, no one wants to be the jester of
1: course not no I mean like like not the son of the king <laughs> hell you know no exactly I mean you know that, yeah the the idea that you're a prince and that you're made made a fool of mm-hmm. at every turn. I mean and like Michael doesn't treat him badly, like in public and stuff like that. Nobody does that to him. But it's just like his kids, when you ignore somebody and and you like, you know, are very condescending to them, very patronizing. I mm-hmm. mean, like like when Fredo's wife is is like Kind of drunkenly carrying on
0: at, 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 uh, uh, at the it, baptismal it's, it's party. Probably one of those whores. He's, you know, <laughs> yes. well, she looks like she probably worked in one of those places. Maybe you Fredo know. met her there. He Who probably knows? did banging two at a time. He, you he, know?
1: T- he likes to get cocktail waitresses two at a time. Mo Green told us that. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. but but Michael, like, I, I think it's Rocco Limpone or Al Neary comes over to Fredo and says, yeah. you know, like, uh, if, if Michael says, if you don't take care of that, he's going to,
0: or yeah. I have to. Yeah. Uh, which is just humiliating. I love that line, but you're, yep, humiliating as can be. Yes. And he goes and sits by Mike, he's like, I can't control her, Mike.
1: And Michael, like, and, like it's like he's like, well,
0: you know what? I can slap a lady around. Which you can't. Is,
1: which is so, I mean, yeah. He doesn't
0: say that, but yeah, you know, that, Mike, that, that's, that's what, what Michael out. would do.
1: Exactly. You know, like, you're my brother, Fredo. You don't have to apologize to me. Because I got guys who will go over there and, and like, I mean, yeah, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. One of my favorite things in the movie mm-hmm. is after Fredo is blabbing his mouth and Michael finds out, you know, okay, it was Fredo who did this. He set up Cuba. this hit yeah. in Cuba mm-hmm. and they're out at you know, some strip tease or something. And yeah. This guy, Johnny Ola comes and he gets introduced to Fredo as if he doesn't know him. Yes. And Michael kind of looks and Fredo's like, no, I don't know this guy. Hey, how do you how you doing? Yeah. And Michael kind of notices Fredo act a little weird there. Yeah. And then he overhears Fredo, you know, an hour or two later after he's been drinking at this show. he's. They're like, Where, where'd you find this place? Oh, Johnny Ola told me all about it, man. He knows all kinds of places. <laughs> Michael, like, you're right there in front of your brother you lied in front of, man. Like, yeah. Again, that's his character trait there. He just can't control himself sometimes. Right. But now Michael knows, and then they're dancing or whatever, and he goes up to Fredo, and he kisses him and hugs him in, like, a headlock, and he's like, I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You mm-hmm. broke my heart. Yep. The kiss of death. The, the kiss infamous kiss, kiss of death. God. That scene gets me every time. Uh-huh. Because he knows his brother did this to him. And Fredo, oh, oh I can't even imagine how uh, this would feel to you. You, you look like you're yeah. kind
1: of getting, you're imagining yourself I'm, I'm in like, that situation. I'm like, what if my brother did this to me? Yeah, of course. Oh, you know? God. Yeah. Think, think about what that would be like. That that reveal,
0: that breach of trust. I think the, the way he hugs him Ugh. as if he loves him, but he wants to kill him. Yep. And he can't figure out what he wants to do. Al Pacino is
1: holding um, John Cazale's head like like he's got him like by the head, and he's like shaking it. And like you you see John Cazale's head like yeah. like, like he's like letting it happen to him. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like he's shaking a Teddy Ruxpin really hard. You know, like the head <laughs> right. is just going back yeah. and forth. And it's like, and I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. And mm-hmm. and like Fredo. Can't handle it. He 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 doesn't need to be. You don't. No, no No further explanation is needed. He knows the jig is up. Yeah. He knows Michael knows, um, and he also like knows that he couldn't answer for it because he had no idea that this was going to come to this. Right. And he also knows that he should have probably told Michael when they were having daiquiris out after the encounter you mentioned with the money. Right. You know he should have just said, look, Michael, here's what happened. Like you know, once he
0: found out, he, yes. got, he got that call in the middle of the night. Yes. And he knew something was going. That, he that knew too. something bad was happening. Exactly. He should have came out the mic. You know. Right. Like that's again, like he cannot make great decisions all the time. True. So, man, poor Fredo, dude. Yes. I, mm. I
1: I said that he's smarter than everybody thinks he is, and he is. It's just that he can't, um, he can't think like other
0: people sometimes. Yeah. You I, know. He, he's not quick on his feet. Right. Right, like in the first movie, he fumbles his gun when when his dad shot up. Absolutely, you know? like he can't he can't react appropriate like how he should. Yes, you know. Yes. Poor Fredo. Poor Fredo. <laughs> I think that should be a hashtag. Poor Fredo. <laughs>
1: and he's been, he's been. We see from the flashbacks that he, it's it's been happening to him since day one. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I mean, Vito is 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 very concerned, standing in the hallway, you know, lo- looking what, while like uh, I guess like an apothecary is trying to help uh, Mama Corleone mm-hmm. with little Fredo who has pneumonia. Yeah. I mean, and there's this pathetic little baby there, you know, like, and they're putting like a a glass with a candle on his chest Uh and it's like, I mean,
0: God, your heart is breaking. This poor little kid. Yeah. it's his whole life. Yes. Man. Yes. Oh, and then uh, Michael doesn't want him around anymore. Yeah. He says, you're nothing to me now. You're not a brother. You're not a friend. No one wants to hear that, man. I relate with John Cazale in that, those scenes. It's like, God. You're supposed to also. You're not supposed to cheer for Michael while he's doing that. You this. would hope not, right? <laughs> I mean some people Some might, people but... do, probably. The people who like
1: Don Draper are probably the, you know, cheering I th- him on. I too. think
0: this story point is one of is what mainly drives this to be the greater movie in many people's eyes. Of course. This brotherly conflict and misunderstanding and resolution to this part of the story. Yes. Tragic.
1: Um, especially since, because Michael knows what we've been talking about is is true mm-hmm. that, that that Fredo didn't know it was a hit. There's no way Fredo would have gone along with it, it if he. I, I had think known. Tom even tells him that. <clears throat> yes, and for him to just keep going, mm-hmm. um, n- not only with you know like you're not a brother, you're not a friend. When you visit our mother, I want to know a day in advance so that I won't be there. God, yeah. It, it's just it it just knifes yeah. through you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when he pretends to make up with Fredo, yeah, for the benefit of
0: Connie. Um, at the at Mama's funeral. At Mama's
1: funeral. He's still got the dead eyes, even though he's hugging Fredo. Uh-huh. Um, and this doesn't change anything because he's looking at Al Neary the whole time. hmm
0: Because he told him I don't want anything to happen to him. Yep. While my mother's alive. While my mother's alive. And guess what? She's not now. That's so right. So this is when they he goes out in the boat and he's saying his Hail Marys and <sighs> he's gone. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting choked up
1: just just thinking about poor Fredo saying the Hail Marys and and you know and, and and honestly for him the idea that he would get on a boat with Al Neri that what? shows that he has no clue what's going on
0: you know yeah because he's telling his nephew you know you got yes. this is the secret to catching the fish is you say a Hail Mary That's every right. time. So they're gonna go out, and then of course, very in a calculated move, Michael calls his son back to the shore, you know. And okay, so Euphredo's going out there, you know, by himself, (laughs) you know, well with one man. (laughs) Come on, dude.
1: God, I mean, just imagine like yourself in that situation where like your brother is very good with your son, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, uh, teaching him things and then you kill him. He's more of a father to him than than himself. You can see how much this kid loves Fredo. Mm-hmm. You know, and you do that to your brother and to your son.
0: Ooh. It's it's a, it's a running theme with Michael's character yeah. throughout all three movies just destroy everything around you. Scorched earth yeah. for Michael Corleone. <laughs> That's right. It's not in the same way you know Sonny would have done it. Right, right. But he's doing it he's taking his time. <laughs> He's really <laughs> destroying everything. Yes. Every pebble. Sonny would have just threw gasoline on it. Sonny you know? was a
1: flashy killer. Yeah. That's what he cared about. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Michael is very... Ca- this is slow drip poison, man. That's exactly, dude. Everything. Yeah. Everyone you love, you destroy their <laughs> lives too. Like, this is it's... terrible. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> The Godfather movies, Anyway. Yeah, exactly,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 there's something um like... We've been kind of we've got dancing around it through the whole Fredo conversation, but like um, the, the main antagonist in in the film is uh, Lee Strasberg's character, Hyman yeah. Roth. Um, he is a, a guy who is just as well well off as as Michael Corleone. and he's based on um, Meyer Lansky. He was a gangsta- okay. he was a gangster in the 50s who just like Hyman Roth, lived in a sad little bungalow in Florida totally belying the billions that he had, you know, all over the world. Yeah. And throughout this movie, what he's doing is trying to partner with Michael in like uh, taking advantage of like business opportunities in Cuba. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's trying to stab Michael in the back by taking his operations in New York. He had been friends with Vito, um, but Vito like didn't fully trust him. Um, Mm -hmm. And Michael knows that Hyman is after him. And he also knows that, like, he tried to get to Michael through Fredo, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to let on. And um, at one point, Michael is kind of dragging his feet on this business venture. And when he decides he's fully going to pull out of, you know, because he 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 can see what's happening in Cuba, and then this is not going to work. Yeah, this
0: revolution's happening. Yes,
1: yeah. uh, the the rebels are, are really getting strong. Um, M- Lee Strasberg has a tremendous speech. He he's he's being tended to by this nurse because he's in poor health. And he starts talking about uh, when he was coming up and how he taught Mo Green everything he knew. Mm-hmm. And he credits Mo Green for, you know, Las Vegas. And he says, you know, this was a great man, a man of guts and uh-huh. vision. And I also knew that he could he could be, you know, he, he was talking loud and saying stupid things mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't like him. And one day someone shot him. And that kid's name was Mo Green. Mm-hmm. And when I found out, I understood And I didn't ask who gave the order. I love that line. I didn't ask who gave the order. Because this is the life we've chosen. Mm -hmm. Because when Michael first walked in, he asked Hyman Roth who gave the order to take out Frank Pentangeli. Mm -hmm. And this was Hyman's response. Like, you know what, kid? Yeah, it was me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I probably blamed you, but... You right. don't get to ask that question because right. people in this business, they die. Even the ones you love, they, they, they get taken out. Yep. It's, it's a
0: threat to exactly. Michael. Yes. I know you took out Mo Green, but did I do anything about it? Right. Right. What are you going to do because I took out Frankie?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like, like you have no right to ask that question mm-hmm. and he's totally Correct. Yeah. I mean, honest, I, and, and and vengeance killings happen all the time in that business. Of <laughs> course, that that's, that's the true, whole point yeah. of it. But um, but but you you really
0: don't get to ask who 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 gave the order, right? You know, and it, it's really Michael. He's trying to be the big man. He, yeah. You know? well, when they're going around that table in Cuba, like yeah. he
1: wants to be the, the he, head of that. He's yeah.
0: number one, exactly, all the time. Yes, and to do that, he's got to be this forceful. Sure, and. Take things and break the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go against the norm. Sadly, he, said, he has to do that. Exactly. You 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 gotta like like take a
1: bunch of shit from a senator, knowing he's gonna screw up, and and then you you uh, well you just kill a prostitute while th- that he's visiting. Um, you know, like like, and you make him look bad so that he'll get on your side. Like these are the kinds of links that Michael goes to without a thought. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, he has to be the man.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I. I I can't relate. And I love how we just talked about how Frankie's going to get hit. Mm-hmm. He, there's a hit on him, but he doesn't die. Yes. he gets. They try to strangle him in this bar, and a cop shows up and That's stops right. it. Uh, un, unknowingly, he yeah. stops it. So Frankie survives. And Michael puts a hit on uh, Hyman Roth mm-hmm. in the hospital, and it fails. Yes. So those two guys are still around. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they have the hits that don't work, both of them, actually. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the two antagonists in the story true like frankie's on michael's side kind of but he's we're not supposed to be cheering for him right you know right uh but then at the end you know they, it gets all wrapped up in a, a, a new baptism of blood kind of sequence <laughs> you know it's it's those two and fredo yeah all three that's right get it um and and
1: frank Pentangeli is um is the the stand-in for what would have been clemenza's role in the film uh, but Richard Castellano who won who who had played Clemenza in the first movie, there was a whole thing where he wanted to write the dialogue for his character. And, really? And Francis Copley wouldn't let him. And that was—I I thought it was about money. It wasn't about that. Richard Castellano wanted to write the man's, write the character's dialogue. Really? So they had to like. Well, I was wondering you know, why he wasn't in the second movie. Exactly. Because he was—he was right there. It was—it was set up for him to be this this character. Yeah. He so was in, Michael's you know, guy. Exactly. He was the one who didn't. He wasn't Tessio,
0: right? He was loyal, <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> exactly. So
1: instead, you have Pentangeli uh, show up with Willie Chichi, and they're wearing black armbands at the at the at the uh, baptism festival or the christening or mm-hmm. whatever. What was it? The the opening thing that they're having at Lake Tahoe? Uh, First communion. First or communion. Something. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes, um, and. Yeah, and Frankie's drinking from the hose, <laughs> which is a great introduction. Uh, and, and it's and it's Michael V. Gazzo with like the most impossible gravel voice you've ever heard. I love it. Oh, it's so cool. I love man. it. You know, just like he's like 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 there's just Tabasco at the back of his throat <laughs> at all
0: times. You know, it's amazing. There's a, cigar, a lit cigar back there.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I love when he's trying to get the band to play a song some classic Sicilian music yes of
1: course
0: (laughs) 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 what do they play? row 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 your boat or happy um, birthday or something uh, stupid like pop goes the weasel pop goes the weasel yes
1: (laughs) He's pissed off, and and then he has a great moment where he finally gets in to see Michael because just like just like uh, Connie's wedding in the first one, mm-hmm. um, throughout the whole day, people are trying to go into Michael's office and get favors from him. Mm-hmm. And you know, Frankie rightly feels, why am I have, Why do I have to wait in line to see this guy? You know, I, right. I can't believe I'm, I'm. I'm. He's got me waiting in a lobby. So finally, he does get an audience with Michael. And he's trying to tell him, you know, what's going on that, that like, you know, oh, ba- back in, back in your father's old territory, uh, the Rosado brothers are, 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 you know, like, like doing, they're dealing drugs and they're, they're, you know, like, like totally going against, you know, th- these great mafia traditions of mm-hmm. ours. They, they, he says they leave the gambling to last because that's what, that's what like their, their whole thing was unions and gambling, mm-hmm. you know, that's how they made their money. Yeah. Um, you know, like they have a rich tradition of, of like, you know, not doing drugs, right. Um, And Michael's not hearing it, and unfortunately, Frankie,
0: you know. Yeah, he's not happy with the way things are going up there. That's right. That's right. So, that was supposed to be Clemenza's character in this film. Mm -hmm. Wow, I had no clue. Yeah.
1: It would have, I mean, just just picture him in all those scenes, and you could see how, as good as this movie is, how it would have been even more interesting with Clemenza being the one who not only, you know, uh, does everything awesome that Frankie does in this movie, but remember at the hearing when he, you know, like, it looks like he's gonna yeah. turn, and that doesn't happen. Yeah, because his brother
0: Vincenzo shows up. That's you right, know? The, the, you know. So, the, the hearings... Is that part of the book, too? I don't remember it being in the book. Okay, because I feel like the hearings are the one thing that are kind of, like, out of place in this movie a little bit.
1: Because they cut away to them, and it's like, you know... Uh, I don't
0: think they even mention them at all. They no. just kind of come in. Right. And they're, the hearings are interspersed with, you know, Vito's story and all yes. this. Yes, yes. So it's kind of just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you're
1: at a hearing. Mm-hmm. And they're going after Michael... And Frankie is a star witness because, like, he, he thinks that, you know, when the Rosado brothers come in and try to choke him, they say, Dan- Danny Aiello, playing mm-hmm. the Carmine Rosado, mm-hmm. he says, uh, Michael Corleone says hello. He, like, um, like for whatever reason, attributes this this killing to Michael Corleone. It wasn't Michael who did it. It was Hyman Roth. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so he thinks that Michael's out to get him, so he's going to turn on him. He's going to, like, testify And the way they get him to not testify is by Tom Hagen going to Sicily and bring, well, actually just calling up Frankie's brother who still lives in Sicily and Mm -hmm. bringing him there. The guy doesn't say a word. He just sits there next to Tom and Michael and Frankie sees him and recants his story.
0: Right. He, he says he made it all up. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they're all like, you, I have a sworn statement. Yes. Do you realize what we can do to you? <laughs> and he's like, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I made it up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to be a rat until he saw his brother. Is it because, you know, his brother, he respects his brother so much and ha- to have his brother see what he's doing now mm-hmm. is so shameful that he's like, whatever, I'll just go to prison yeah I, I I think he had I think he had
1: decided like he had already been well aware of like what the old country would think of him if mm-hmm. they knew about this but then to have it sitting right there in his face it just kind of hit him yeah they can't know this they they can't think this yeah it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference because I'm never going back to Sicily but it does make a difference because this is this is our family this is our tradition mm-hmm. and and i I can't go to the grave with them knowing that I did this
0: right yeah it must have been terrible because they got him to kill himself you know (laughs) because i mean like they're
1: that's the roman tradition you know they they open their veins yeah in the in the bath that's right tom hagan tells him specifically how to do it Uh uh-huh um you know and they and he does that's right i can't believe he does it though
0: man that's it's extreme it is
1: harry dean stanton's just ready to play cards with him and, right, uh, come on. You know, uh, I want to play cards with Harry. <laughs> right. That'd be the best. He's like, like, and it's so nonchalant. Come on, Frankie, we're playing cards, you know? And right. he goes, hey, Frankie, get out of the bathroom. And he comes in there and it's, oh,
0: yeah. That's bad. I know. <laughs> um, So we mentioned Connie briefly. Yeah. She's not in this movie a whole lot, really, compared mm-hmm. to the first one, especially. Right. right. I guess she's not as important to this part of the story, but... So so, what happened to her after her husband was killed by Michael in the first one? Did she yeah. just turn to this, you know, more depraved kind of lifestyle?
1: Yes, um, like mainly probably just out of going nuts over over losing her husband uh-huh. and, and losing him in a murder, a full on murder by her brother. Uh-huh. Um, she lives on the compound along with her kids, uh, like this Lake Tahoe stronghold that they mm-hmm. have. And yeah, she, she's just going out and she's, um, I think like she's just jet setting around the world with men, yeah, with men. Exactly. With, with whoever, whoever will take her because she's got a lot of money and she's, she's good looking and, mm-hmm. you know, and she's a lot of fun to be around probably. Mm-hmm. And she's also got low self-esteem and yeah. you know, is, is just a party girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael
0: tries to tell her not to do it. And you know, uh, right. He's trying to tell her actually, he's telling her, why don't you live on the compound with your kids? Yes. Cause that's that's I what what think is. they're, right. yeah. they have the kids and she's leaving. That's right, Mm -hmm. man. It's terrible. It is. (laughs) She's Um,
1: not doing a good a good job of being a mother. I
0: think that's another reason I might like the first one more Mm -hmm. because I like Connie's story in the first movie. Okay, I really like that, especially the scene when you know her husband's trying to beat her up. Pick it up, you know, breaking all that shit. Mm -hmm. That scene hits you in the gut of course um and i really enjoy it you know it hits me in the gut and i enjoy it (laughs) yes but it's so well done and great but i i miss that from her character in this movie
1: right and and i i do like how like at the end she she entreats for free for fredo yeah you know yeah um and she she's she actually gets michael to to go and like you know embrace him i mean of course it's all fake Mm -hmm. for him but like you know she, she's trying to to make this right and and because
0: she because she kind of right.
1: understands the mafia business and she, yeah you know she's and been she around decides to
0: for... move in when mama dies actually. that's right yeah mm-hmm.
1: and she wants to take care of michael yeah you know which which is a great thing because his wife has left him mm-hmm. um and and she she wants to like you know p- replace her mother which is which is a really honorable way of because she's going to take care of everybody on the on the compound yeah you know um, and yeah, and she and she's like saying to to Michael Fredo so so sweet, and he's so helpless, and you know you, you have to forgive him, right? Um, not kill him. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. Uh, damn. <laughs> yeah, we, we we can't get past this, and I'm sorry, I can't, I'm not gonna get past it. Um, like, do you do you have any like favorite scenes moments oh, sure, that we yeah. haven't talked about? Um, well, okay, yeah, so. It's one of the best sequences really cuz we haven't even talked about Robert De Niro's performance really yeah. in the film yeah. um as as young Vito Corleone it's it was his first Oscar mm-hmm. and I think my favorite scene in the movie is when he is talking to young Clemenza and young Tessio they've been at this you know gangster business longer than he has but he's taking over their operation they're all yeah. three business partners and they're saying that you know, if Fannucci says he wants 600 bucks, we have to pay him 600 bucks. And he says, no, he's going to take what I give him and just leave it to me. You guys give me 50 bucks each mm-hmm. and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Trust me, he'll take it. He says, <laughs> he, now he's speaking Sicilian throughout this whole thing. Right, yeah. Like, like whenever all they subtitled. do the flashbacks, yeah. it's all subtitled. It's Bruno Kirby uh, and and uh, Robert De Niro, and he drops the Sicilian and he says in English, in perfect English, "I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse." Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says, "I'll take care of everything." Uh huh. Um, and they trust him, and they they, they they go ahead with it, and he's right. Fanucci walks in, and we've seen him do what he does in this in this in this neighborhood. Yeah. No one steps to him. No one says two
0: words to him. Cross. This is Vito sizing up Fenucci. If the, he didn't say okay, mm-hmm. I'll take this. Yeah, he he's kind of impressed by you know Vito's balls, <laughs> of course, to say hey, I got this for you. Yep, yep. that's what you're gonna take. And he's like, well, I'll find some work for you. You know, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he sees that I guess as all right. This guy sucks. That's right. I'm gonna kill him now, and I'm taking over because this I guy can... doesn't have what it takes. Because I
1: can yeah. exactly like yeah, like you said, sizing him up. If Finucci had said. I asked for six hundred dollars. You're fucking dead. Yeah. Um. Then well, then, then <laughs> right. Vito knows. Oh
0: right, yeah. oh no! I can't take over. You know. <laughs> yeah. That is an awesome moment. And and going with that, when I love when Bruno Kirby, not Clemenza. Yeah. Tells them, you know, my friend's got a rug. It'll look great in your place. You know. And <laughs> they go and they rob a rug from this mansion. <laughs> it's gr- I love this scene.
1: My friend's got a rug. Yeah. And.
0: <laughs> and there's a moment when the cop comes to the front door. Yeah, and we got an inside view of the house with the front window and the door. And Bruno Kirby stands there with his gun pointing straight out towards where the police officer head would be if he walks in that door. Yes, and you, you just see this great wide shot of him standing there ready <laughs> to kill this dude. He's gonna blow away if he away. opens that door. Exactly. It is an awesome visual. I know. I really love that. <laughs>
1: Um, and my other favorite part from the flashbacks, when Vito and Jenko are working in um, in Jenko's father's grocery store. Yeah. Now Vito, by this time, Vito and uh, Carmella, his wife, um, they are they have two kids, mm-hmm. um, like Sonny and Fredo. And Vito's like got a steady job at this grocery place doing doing you know stocking the shelves and everything. And Finucci walks in with his nephew, and the owner. Abendando's father comes over to, to, to Vito and he he is so ashamed. He's got like hat in hand, literally, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even have to explain what's what's just happened. But Vito's lost his job. Yeah. In the most unfair way possible and Vito takes an unfair firing better than anyone has ever taken an unfair firing exactly i think i talked about it maybe even there in the godfather episode you did yeah you did uh, but i can't get over like robert de niro's performance and just the idea of this of like such
0: wisdom and such like understanding well it really shows you know vito is the man absolutely like, dude like he he understands the situation and he's not going to act out and maybe take revenge or something maybe he does because of this want to go after Fanucci a little bit. Yeah. But he takes his time. If he if this is part of it, you know? Yeah. And he's he he put he tells him, I don't want the groceries, you know, you've done oh. enough for me since I was an orphan, you My know. Oh god. Like don't, That's a don't heartbreaking give me moment. that. You yeah. know, like Yeah. Like I, I, I will never forget what you've done for me. Ugh. That's Don Vito.
1: I'm I, I'm almost like I, I I'm yeah. sweating here, like let's thinking about like yeah, like <laughs> When, it, when he says, you've been looking out for me since I came here, and you took me in, and then he, then he ref, like you said, he refuses the groceries, the box of groceries that the guy yeah. tries to give him for
0: his family. He's like, no, I didn't pay for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, like like such, such grace and, and mm-hmm. humility and taking vengeance where it needs to go, which is on Fanucci. He does not <laughs> yeah. blame this guy. And then he goes home, walks in, doesn't tell his wife that he got fired mm-hmm. because she's setting the table. She's she's hopeful and happy and, and you know like having a good time mm-hmm. like 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 the, she's really like satisfied with their life. Mm-hmm. And he has this. There's this great gesture where like she sits down and he he puts like a pear on her plate, like yeah. a, a uh-huh. nice pear that he that he found. And um, she she's like she's really into it. And then he like he just grabs her hand and gives her a kiss. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful moment. Yeah,
0: you know. And man. I think she even says, "That's a nice pair." She
1: does. She's like, "Oh, what a nice pair!" This you know, is what we have, and yes. I love it. Yes. Oh man, yeah. He's he's a mensch. He M- M- Vito is the best guy. You know. Is that when the guy throws the guns through the window? That comes is it like the, right after I that. I think the, the next flashback okay. is that's how that starts. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. And and Clemenza, yeah, throws guns through the window <laughs> <laughs> and says, "Hold these for me," and that's that that's what gets everything started. Nice. <laughs> Okay, Dave, anything else? Um, Wait, I'm, God, anything? no, yeah. I, I, we, we can, I mean, yeah, I, I could talk forever on this, of course, as you know, but I I, I just, I, I've gotten everything out, and I, I
0: can't think of anything else that's, like, well, really pressing. We should talk about the ending, the flashback dinner. You, you got, got it. We got to talk about we, that a well, little bit. Well, let's
1: talk about it, yeah, of course.
0: So after, like, Frankie and Hyman Roth and Fredo get killed at flashbacks to a a dinner, a birthday dinner for Don Vito, mm-hmm. back before Michael was even considering being part of the family business. He was this, in college, yeah. He was still in college. He had just dropped out to join the Marines. Yes. Which we find out in this scene, which is, you know, that's a big ruckus right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. He was going to be a, a lawyer or something, right? Yeah. So, um, this scene is great because you see all the family together, except Don Vito's not there. and. I, I just love seeing Sonny back, you <laughs> <Me> know? <too. laughs> That's great. But you, you don't see the Don here. Right. Is that because they couldn't get Brando, or is it because, like, it's supposed to be everyone separate from him, and well, he's just left at the table? Like, Michael's left at the table alone? Um, well, Do you they, know what that is? Marlon Brando didn't show up. Okay. He just he didn't was,
1: show up? He was supposed to be there, and they had to rewrite the scene the day they shot it.
0: Oh, fuck No. <laughs> <laughs> That's Marlon Brando exactly, for dude. you. I mean, God. I mean,
1: it it just sucks so bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it could it could have been a very different thing. I mean, because the 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 flashback comes very abruptly. Michael is sitting there after after having done everything he's done, just just like like pondering life, and then he flashes back, and the screen separates. Like it does for in the dissolves when Vito comes in, mm-hmm. except you see Sonny walk in, mm-hmm. and it's very jarring to see James Khan again. Whoa, yeah, you know, had the you know, and then Carlo is with him. Yeah, hey, 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 Connie, I want to introduce you to my friend Carlo. Uh huh. You know, oh, Sonny, that's
0: crazy. Damn
1: it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, and then it goes in, it starts to blend in, and and they've got they've got Robert Duvall and a great Tom Hagen Toupee. <laughs> 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 it's, I it's forgot about sweet. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Tessio walks in. Mm-hmm. Like with the, you know, oh, man, it's. It, yeah, I think he's got the cake. And then there's the big confrontation, like you said, uh, where 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 Sonny is not having Michael's patriotics. Right. You know, it's it's just, he, he says, you don't die for your country, you, you die for your family. mm mm-hmm. um, Michael
0: doesn't believe that. Yeah. Um, he says, I have my own plans for my future. Mm-hmm as we learned through these movies yeah. that changes yeah that's right but man i really love how they end this movie where he has become a monster yeah with him saying i ain't going to become a monster because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah dude i mean you, you, oh wow you're right you're right it's 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 very it's it's got a lot of depth if brando was there would this have been completely different? I think so because I mean would the, sc- the the dialogue have changed. I, I
1: I don't know like what Brando's part would have been. I mean it, like if it probably would have been
0: Sonny's part. Maybe maybe you so. Know? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah,
1: that that's true. Like you're right. Maybe Vito would have would have would have smacked him and and you know been really cross and because I know that we, we know from part one that he didn't like that that, that Michael dropped out
0: of college. Right. Yeah. You know what? That probably would that could that should have been it because the whole movie shows concurrently these two you're right. men and how they're the same and how they're different right. more importantly. Mm-hmm. And then why how better to punctuate that than this confrontation between both of them? You're right. You know that that probably would have been perfect. God damn it, Marlin. <laughs> right. You know, oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> you're right. That
1: would have been a great, great scene.
0: God damn uh, it. <laughs> it's still a great scene, though. Of course. It still, still works. Still you know? awesome. <laughs> right. Because they're taught. I think Sonny even says, you know how Pop's going to react to this? Yeah. You know, yeah. Or something along those lines. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I, I, this is my future. You know, <laughs> don't worry about me. Yes. Good. I, oh. Oh, wow. And then I think after that, it fades back to Michael in his chair, you know, mm-hmm. contemplating, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I think the music plays. Yeah. And then we get credits. <laughs> yeah. Good. I, wow.
1: Wow. Anything else, Dave? Um, my only thing is that I'm in the mood to watch this again right now. Me too. And, and I I, I want to watch all three right I, now, I actually. do, I do. And I, I you, know, you know what I love most is how all three movies ease you in with a big festival. Yeah, that's always nice. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you just like, it's like you're there and you're saying hello and you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying Enzo's cake. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. like like
0: everything is great. Make sure everyone sees that
1: cake before you cut it, <laughs> dude. <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I Godfather two, one of the best movies ever made. Good stuff. So yeah. would you recommend it? Of course, of course. Like, and you know, honestly, <laughs> part one is a masterpiece. And then you're gonna go, well, you know, like you're gonna watch part two and go, I I can't believe I had to wait three hours to watch part two. You <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs>
0: You know, yeah, dude. Like, I, and I would totally recommend it too, man. Yes, you said it. You just said it. One of the best movies ever made, and I agree. Yep, it's fantastic. It's it's it's
1: yeah, and and it will always be as great as it is, and and it's also one of the most beautifully shot movies you've ever seen. I mean, yeah, like definitely sepia, and then you go to like Cuba, and everything is just like painterly. I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I can't even describe it.
0: Phenomenal. Yes. So that about wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. Don't use iTunes. You can find us anywhere else. You get a podcast or go to dudesonmovies.com and you find anything you need right there.
1: Yeah, so we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Dudes on Movies, and we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Please hit us up. Drop us a line.
0: Right. Yeah, dude. So uh, that website, we're going to be updating it, right? That's right. So it's our 100th episode. We decided let's do a little facelift on the the website. It's not up yet, Mm -hmm. but we're we're working on that right now. Yes. So it's going to be nice. And we're introducing... A five star rating system, right, Dave? That's right. We've done 100 episodes without rating a movie, <laughs> which is fine. You don't yeah. need to rate a movie, but we think we're going to start doing it. We're going to do recommends or not recommends. We're going <laughs> to, along with the ratings, yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, instead of like recommending, we're going to have like, well, along with recommending, we're going to have like an actual star system. Right. Because you know, like, I mean, real critics.
0: I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> we recommend a lot of movies. Of so, course. Uh, yeah. You know, you recommended The Godfather 2, and you also recommended Hercules with Lou Ferrigno. Exactly. So, so how do you separate I mean, that? You know,
1: without a star system, System, you have nothing to go on. You're, you're telling me that it's as good, one's as good as the other? Of course not.
0: Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. And so that's going to be awesome. And we're going to go on the website and star rate our first 100 episodes. So if you're <laughs> curious about that, you could see it. Exactly. But, um, yeah, so that's awesome. And thanks for listening for 100 episodes. If you've yes. been from the beginning, that's yes. amazing. If you picked up in the middle or last week,
1: Thank mm-hmm. you, man. Yes. This,
0: we really love it. That, this is, is food for us. Oh, we love it so much. And mm-hmm. really, go rate it in iTunes or share it with your friends. Please, Please man, do. Yes. Everyone says that, but we love that, and it's awesome. Right. So, now, we got to do our another question of the week, Dave. Okay. So what is the question of the week? The question of the week is, what is your favorite thing about the Godfather trilogy? Anything at all. Just tell us. Yeah. Anything. It doesn't even have to be about the story. Mm-hmm. You can mention that, oh, I love how it had the same director for all three. <laughs> could be Not anything nice. you know <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and stay tuned next week we're gonna do 1978's corvette summer it's a change of pace here dave <laughs> directed by matthew robbins starring get this mark hamill and annie potts can you handle it <laughs> no i can't <laughs> so until next week i'm your dude scott i'm your dude dave and we'll see you next time